Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you sports fans and ladies and gentlemen of the jury. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. It's a Monday morning. Had a little technical faux pas, but, you know, things happen on Monday mornings, but we are all lined up now. And the star of our show, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, is in the green room. She's looking pretty good. Always looks great. She puts olive oil and castor oil, and we'll talk about it. Uh, with Dr. Jennifer Daniels, we have uh, emails, lots of them, so we'll try to get to it. Uh, but uh, first off, we're going to give you just a little bit of idea what's going on this week. We've got a pretty, pretty busy week uh, tomorrow. Dave Murphy, who's a kind of flat earther, also a cosmology truther. We're going to talk a bit about the real history of this uh, earth plane with Dave Murphy tomorrow. Also, Charles Nenner, who's a, a quite a, a world-renowned uh, chart guy with the stock market and stuff. And he says, it ain't looking good, baby, if you're in the stock market. And we're going to talk to him tomorrow <laughs> at noon. And then on Wednesday... We will be speaking with, oh no, uh, uh, tomorrow and whatever. Oh, tomorrow's going to be Mike Stone. Mike Stone is a uh, not a germ theory guy. He's not a virologist, but he's one of the sharpest tools in the shed. We were turned on to him by Dr. Tom Cowan, and we're going to talk to him about this monkey, monkey business that's uh, emerging over this last week. And I'm sure Dr. Jennifer Daniels, who doesn't really have strong opinions about such things, she may have an opinion on this monkey business. Well, we'll see, and we're going to take our chances and go to her right now. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, good, good, good. Okay, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this one. Good morning, how are you? Good morning. (laughs) So what is this monkey business? What is this monkey business? Am I centered on your screen? Because I'm not centered on mine. I, I could, you could move to your uh, political left a little bit. That a girl. Okay, now you're pretty centered. Yeah, you're pretty centered. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. That political left is my actual right. That's okay. Oh, well, you guys are backwards there in Panama. Dr. Jennifer Daniels is an MD. She's in Panama. She left uh, New York some years ago because she was tired of getting... Uh, notes on her door from the who knows what and they said, <laughs> so she said I'm out of here so she's in Panama the great state of Panama where the big canal is and how are you doing how's your life you good you happy girl it's a country of Panama oh, the country. I know people think that we're a state of the United States but really are, it is the country <laughs> well the United States thinks you're a state but let's not go there mm-hmm. right? No, right yeah 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 how are you doing you happy girl how's your life I am doing great. There have been developments. Developments? And I'd like to share them with you. Yes, let's share, share developments. We like developments. As you know, uh, you know, I've made my life devotion helping people to stay healthy. Yes. And the biggest problem with being healthy, naturally, the biggest objection, I think, is it can take up your whole life. You don't have time for anything that, like, real people do. (laughs) So I said, okay, I'm going to... Meet that challenge, and I decided last week I'm going to take up crocheting. Crocheting, wow. Yeah, so I found a, a YouTube video, and in about two minutes, I learned how to do a double crochet stitch. Huh. Yeah, show us. And in the space of the week, let me show you. <laughs> I love people that do stuff. Don't you just love people being creative? I have completed. Look at you. A uh, tank top. I don't know if you can see. Oh. There's a heart in the center there. I'll step, I'll step back. 
Oh, let me put you on, on the big screen so people can see. Okay, it. can you see the heart oh, in the yeah. center? Look oh, at you. There we go. A heart in the center. Well. The uh, trim around the side. I had to figure that out myself. Mm-hmm. And the other trim around the side. And of course, the uh, pies in the back with the ball of yarn. And I am ready for the beach. Look at you. So that's yes. going to be that's going to be kind of like a little. It's, no, it's not going to be. It's done. No, no. But I'm saying when I you wear it, though, you got, li- wear. you got little holes right in your center there. So that'll be a little kind of sexy. Oh, yeah. Kind of, cute. Yeah, cute. You know, kind of cute. Yeah, that's great. Now, now, I'm, I'm into this grandmother thing, right? Remember, I'm, I'm adopting all these grandkids. Right, right. So I started another crochet project. This is going to be a little beanie hat for the grandbaby. You can oh. see it's taking form here. Oh, yes. look at that. I can't tell you all of the uh, mental and emotional growth that took place in constructing that. But most importantly was I had the time to improve my health every day and engage in everyday people stuff. That's so good. It it, it does little wonders to quiet things down and focus on your fingers or something, right? It's kind of fun, kind of good. Uh, Knowing that, but... The pattern I had put a big, huge tri- a triangle in the middle of this garment. And I said, gosh, that's ugly. Let me turn it into a heart. So you can imagine the mental input it took to create my own heart pattern. Yeah. We'll get to figure out when to increase, decrease, and when to switch over and alternate, and, and you know, it's a lot. Hmm. And then the border was so plain. I'm like, oh, my God, that's terrible. How are you going to wear something like that? So I had to figure out how to put the decorative border around it. And then I decided those straps are interesting. Wouldn't it be great if there was a little ball at the end so they can't come, you know, come out? And so I had to figure out how to put the balls in the end. So it's actually quite a uh, exercise in patience. And what I learned is first I had to have a goal. Okay, I wanted to make something. But then I had to be comfortable with learning one step at a time. Hmm. Okay, what do I need to know? I need to know how to make a stitch. All right, now I'm making a stitch. Oops, hmm. now I need to know how to make a heart. Okay, how do I make a heart? All hmm. right, I figured that out. And so I was comfortable taking action at each step and then only pausing for more information when I had a step where I needed to know. And so I think people, if they do that in their own lives, they can really uh, make a lot more progress. Yeah. Also, of course, I took my um, social media and took it off the face of my phone, which gave me hours more per day. Hours. I wasn't doing the so-called research. <laughs> and um, I was able to get all of my health stuff done, entertain myself, visit friends, do all kinds of things. And crochet a full garment good for you i think you've really okay. touched on something terrific uh that um it's so easy to get caught up with anything you know our health our politics internet and not be productive you know and there's so much stuff we can do right well no, wait, not productive but not add to our personal happiness i'm really happy i got that done oh well, sure i can't i can't tell you all the people in my life who are thoroughly impressed with that <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed myself, you know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm very impressed. No, now I have another project. There's no end of projects. So uh, a lot of people complain they can't cook healthy because it just takes so much time. So 
Uh, and we hear a lot about quercetin, you know, it helps keep the blood from clotting, especially with all these <clears throat> complications mm. that people are experiencing. So rather than have people go out and buy a quercetin supplement, which of course you could possibly take too much of it, you can just take nature's quercetin, which is onions. Onions. So we can buy this. Onions. Hmm. Onions. So what does so, quercetin yeah. do for you? Uh, it, it thins the blood and enhances cir circulation, prevents blood clots, and strengthens the heart. Huh. However, the question is, how do you do this? You just take a slow cooker, line the bottom with whole onions. All you have to do is peel them. Whole onions. Put in a quarter cup of uh, apple cider vinegar, or I use pineapple vinegar because I make my own, but it, don't use white vinegar because a little bit of flavor does help. So a quarter cup, I'm sorry, a third of a cup of vinegar, and then a little quarter teaspoon of brown sugar on the top hmm. of each onion. Do not add water. Cover it, slow cook on medium overnight. Next day, open it up, turn them over, and let it go just for an hour because the tops will be a little dry and a little moist in the bottoms. And here you have it. And then what do you That's got? That's it. You have a whole pot full of onions. I've eaten um, about half of them. Oh, so this, this is the way they look after uh, all night. Yeah, and these, are, these are cooked. And they're so tasty. Just put them on the plate as um, a side dish, or you can eat them like candy, like a snack. Um, I'll show you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're really good, huh? Really good. Very tasty. Well, I'll be darned. And and what other what else does do onions have going for them other than quercetin? Probably a lot of good things, huh? Mm. No. That's the big thing that people go for, mm -hmm. but obviously they are, um, they do help with parasites and infections, but they help um, kind of, you can think of it as lubricating the whole immune system so it works better. Oh, cool. Wow. Wow. Good for you. I had liver and onions yesterday, thanks to you. I made them just like you taught me, and uh, mm -hmm. I had my little white rice, and boy, it was good. Yeah. Ooh. Was good. Very nice. Ooh, man. Really. <laughs> Look at her. Now she's going to sit there and eat the <laughs> onions the, the whole show. So that doesn't um, that doesn't interfere with your um, your your mad mandating there in in Panama onions. Eating onions is, is lawful in Panama. Yes. Oh, it's it's lawful. I, no, I mean your 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 boyfriend's you know kind of thing. Onions and breath. And, oh no no no. Oh, no problem. These are cooked overnight, so they're, they're sweet. Ah, they're it's sweet. It's actually a sweet flavor. Ah. Right. And the onions make their own liquid. So you don't have the sharpness. The sharpness of the vinegar is gone. The um, flavor of the onions is sweet. And it's literally it's a wonderful snack. Oh, really? Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, is it you're doing, you talked about a, a crock pot, or can you do it with an Instapot as well? Put it on slow cook medium. Slow cook medium. And you're just putting the onions right now. I'll have to try that. Pretty good. You have to put it in the bottom, not two layers, only one layer of onions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you have snacks, onion snacks. Yeah, so we've got the knitting done, crochet. We've talked about the onions, a miracle health food that tastes good, easy to make, hands on time, less than five minutes. And now we can talk about the monkey pox. Okay, so, okay, I don't, I kind of led with that because, you know. I get one more email about monkeypox in my inbox, I'm gonna, my head is going to explode. But um, so we have, we need context. We need context. 
All right. Context is baby. If you don't have context, then everything's lost. All right. Once upon a time, a long time ago, call it 1960-something, vaccines were made, and by the way, still are made, even the COVID vaccine is made, on monkey kidney cells. Yes. So if you've received vaccines in the childhood series and some of the COVID shots, then you've been injected with monkey cell antigens. Yes. Interesting. So if indeed there is a test, for monkey cell, whatever, you're gonna test positive. That's one piece of information. However, that has been going on for 1960 something, that would be 60 years, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And somehow there's not been a case of monkey pox detected. All right, that's one piece of context. The other piece of context is pox, P-O-X, describes smallpox, chickenpox, shingles, and genital herpes. All of them ha look exactly the same, by the way. Oh. And let's go with chicken pox, because we, if you have a blister, they always call it chicken pox, they don't even test. So for all we know, smallpox is still here, we're just calling it chicken pox. Uh, monkey pox has always been with us, we just call it chicken pox, and so on, okay? So these pox marks, or this medical condition, uh, has a mortality rate of 0%. Zero? Unless. Unless, wait, 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 unless. The only people who have ever died of it are people who have accepted medical therapy for the condition. Really? Yeah. So this, again, this is the medical industrial complex. Their information, you can go look it up. So this is a non-deadly disease. The only way to die from it is to consult your doctor and follow instructions. <laughs> All right. So there's already a vaccine called a chicken pox vaccine sure. or varicella vaccine sure. that all the kids are getting all right we know it doesn't work because of course kids are still getting chicken pox but even more so we know it doesn't work because the kids are getting genital herpes again same condition and old folks are getting shingles so what they're trying to sell people now not now but 10 years ago is a separate vaccine for chicken pox genital herpes and shingles which are all three this exact same thing all right so now what's going on i'll tell you what's going on now then i'll tell you the cure so what's going on now uh, or let's see what happened three years ago three years ago or two years ago we had something called uh covid and that was them taking something already existing called the flu and renaming it yes all right that's pretty straightforward mm -hmm. and so now we have a condition called monkeypox. And so my understanding or assessment of it is they simply take chickenpox, shingles, and gentle herpes, and they renamed it. That's it. That's all it is. Nothing new. There is no new virus out there that wasn't there 60 years ago. Because they put the monkeypox in the vaccine 60 years ago. So if it wasn't a problem for the last 60 years, it's not going to be any more of a problem now. Right. Except among those who decide to get the latest vaccine. So the vaccines in general are, are contaminated with the monkey virus. The and cells. just in case you're thinking about the COVID vaccine, the flu shot as well, and so on. So if you're a vaccine type person, then you've likely been injected with monkey pox or the equivalent. But as to the blister situation, it's simply uh, the same old thing, chicken pox, shingles, or gentle herpes. What is the cure? First of all, there's no virus involved in any of those either. This whole herpes virus thing 
is um, another lie. Most people who have the herpes virus don't have any symptoms at all. So clearly the virus is not causing anything. So what's causing these blisters? What's causing these blisters is malnutrition. People are eating diets like boneless, skinless chicken, for example. If you're eating boneless, skinless chicken, you're setting up for getting these blisters all over your skin. Why? You don't have connective tissue in your diet. You're not nutritionally able to make enough normal skin to cover your body. And that's it. So what should you do now if you don't want to get, oh, oh, the monkey box. <laughs> the question, first of all, don't get the test because the test is going to be positive if you've ever gotten vaccines in the past because the vaccines are grown on monkey kidney cells. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So don't bother about the test. Waste of time. But what about the condition, the actual blisters? If you don't want to get those and you want to eat uh, pig skin, beef skin, um, chicken skin, I would recommend chicken feet. And if you eat these in your diet about four to eight ounces uh, a week, then that's going to fortify, strengthen your skin, and you're not going to get blisters. You know, I think it's fair to say, very well said what you just said. You know, we've studied the work of Lanka, Cowan, and Coffin, and those people, and they talked about the monkey kidney cells being used to put in these Petri dishes for years, right? They've been talking about to jimmy this. Not years, decades, okay. decades, uh, 60 years at whatever. least. Whatever, to, to jimmy these, uh, you know, this, this whole virus germ theory thing, right? Well, I mean, you can talk about the motive, that's speculation. I'm just saying we all agree. No, I understand, but that's, it was it's just interesting how, but I mean, Dr. Daniels, though, even to think that they, whoever they are, could even come up with the tests that they claim would be to detect these monkey kidney cells that are in the vaccines, that's preposterous, too. They just threw this on us the last week. So you know they don't have a test that, that says anything. It's the same test they use for herpes or just relabel it? Yeah. Is there a test for herpes? Well, so this is the whole recycle, whole recycle rename game, and that's what medicine is all about. Yeah. And I think that the public really needs to take a look at this. Everything has happened with the COVID thing and what's now going on with the monkeypox, renaming something, reinterpreting a harmless zero death uh, condition, uh, intimidating people into accepting intervention that maybe is deadly. That this is not an isolated problem with the monkeypox or with the latest pandemic, but this, you can generalize it to all of medicine. This is medicine. And this is why the biggest threat to your health is your doctor, your nurse, your health insurance, or the local hospital. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen that black and white photo of some leg with this pox thing. It's all over the place. Almost every news story uses that same video, that same picture. Have you seen it? The black and white one? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, you uh, haven't? Well, uh, I've, been, I've been crocheting. Yeah, oh, you've been crocheting. Well, somebody sent me this, and the, the picture actually was taken in uh, 2010 was of some person that had some blisters, you know. Oh, with the hand? I, I think it's with the hand and the foot, Doc, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so wait, wait. So what the person did was they <laughs> found that, they saw that picture, and because you can search pictures on the Internet, they found a picture from 10 or 20 years ago right. where the same hand was labeled shingles. Yeah. So even recycling the old pictures. And so people need to understand that they are being um, the subject of a, simply a propaganda campaign to create uh, in a, ma- a new storyline around a non-deadly condition that has been with us for centuries, basically blisters in the skin. 
And there's no evidence that there is any new emergence of blisters on skin. I mean, the only thing we're seeing is cases now, cases, quote, unquote, and it's just a positive test. We're only able to find one case. Only able to find one case. Okay. So I follow the medical literature. So what the medical literature is now saying is that monkeypox can show up on the genitals. So that means, I mean, how do you get a respiratory illness that shows up on your genitals? But let's just believe it for a minute here. So what they're doing then is they're renaming genital herpes as monkeypox. Hmm. And now they're pulling out the old uh, boogeyman. Well, it's more prevalent in gays and homosexuals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's just another thing against those people. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's just the medical industrial complex making a shameless grab for power, money, and control. That's all. Hmm. And they're only going to have as much power, control, and money as you personally decide to give them. And it's not it's nothing to do with the government. Nothing at all. Don't blame the government on this. This has to do with individually. If you cooperate, then you're going to get the next vaccine. You're going to get the next set of side effects. And you're going to have the next set of problems and issues. Yeah. So I think each person needs to understand that how this plays out for them personally depends on how they personally behave. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, man. Uh, This story in this morning, Belgium has become the first country in the world to introduce a 21-day mandatory monkeypox quarantine for those who contract the virus after several cases were found with the White House official warning yesterday that more U.S. cases are likely. Here it comes. Right, so what they want then is what they try to uh, start with Ebola. So with Ebola, they had, if you test positive, mandatory house arrest. That's no due process. Uh, you know, it, it violates all of the constitutional rights to freedom and, and, and due process. So what they're going to try and do is sell this 21-day quarantine to the American public. What happened with Ebola was the healthcare professionals themselves refused to adhere to the quarantine. And they're like, okay, fine, we haven't got the buy-in from the healthcare professionals who we are paying, so we can't get... <laughs> So we're not we, we're not ready. This is not ready for prime time. And so they what they want is the ability of the government to put somebody under arrest without a trial, without a hearing, mm-hmm. without showing evidence. No, oh. that's it. Like they're doing in China. Yeah. Yeah. So it's our role model. So this whole IPOC thing, help me out here. Um, yeah. I've been under the impression that chickenpox and What's the other one? Chickenpox? What's the smallpox. Uh, small, smallpox. Uh, like, well, let me just say chickenpox. The, mm-hmm. There are many the, the, the non-germ theory people, I don't know if you're one of them, mm-hmm. they, they say that the chickenpox is really, and measles and mumps are really detoxification pathway. You don't really catch a virus. Is that your opinion? No. Your body has detoxification pathways, one of which is the skin, let's say. If your skin were normal, if you were properly nourished, if you had enough connective tissue, that detoxification would show up simply as perspiration. It wouldn't show up oh, as I blisters. See. Okay. Right. So it is a detox. It's a little, it's a little nuance, a little step in there. Yeah. Okay. So it's normal for the skin to detox. It's normal to perspire. What is not normal is when you're nutritionally deficient, your body forms a blister instead of the usual perspiration. Yeah, that's new information that you're adding that I've not heard. That's cool. So, Correct. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is a detox thing. You don't catch a virus. There is no virus. Okay, that's that's it has nothing to do with the virus. Yeah. Okay. okay. As far as a detox, it could be your detox and just sweat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this is not any like, oh, your body is so toxic. You're releasing these toxins. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> your body is responding abnormally to everyday conditions in an everyday situation because of malnutrition. That's the whole deal. Malnutrition. And it's not contagious person to person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... If you would touch somebody with a herpes thing on their lip, would you get herpes? No. I didn't think so. Wow. It's a trip, huh? I know people who have a sex partner that has herpes, and they never get herpes. Like, mm. what's going on? Mm. The mm. answer is it's a malnutrition thing. It's a malnutrition thing. Now, let's say you have sex with your partner who's got herpes. Herpes. And you get herpes. <laughs> what you really don't have is you have the same glass of alcohol that dissolves connective tissue. It may be the same uh, sugary dessert which dissolves connective tissue that evening, put a little friction with that, and bam, uh, you know, you get, her, you get uh, blisters. I see. But you're not catching yeah. anything from anybody. No. No. Wow. What a trip, huh? What an interesting fairy tale. This is why you had me on this show? Hi, baby. I'll tell you <laughs> what. <laughs> And, you know, I guess that could, could that go along? And I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not picking on it because I think it picked on enough. But do you think that could have gone on? I don't want to go too far afield here, but in the gay community, if they were drinking a lot and doing drugs and stuff like that. And that could have, con- absolutely, totally, totally, totally. It could have contributed to the, 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 the stuff that well, they had going to be on. More precise. Yeah. Let's just talk about people who, guys who are gay. You're right. So guys who are gay are more body conscious. You know, they follow a diet with more vegetables, less connective tissue. Hmm. Maybe they tend to work out more to keep themselves in good, you know, physical condition. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of a setup because of their um, diet in general, you know, more more than a regular guy. They're going to be more towards the vegetables, more towards things to keep themselves more slender and less on the um, connective tissue. Maybe they'll, they'll eat more of the boneless, skinless meats. And of course, you know, drugs and alcohol don't help either. But I think it's not so much the sexual part of their lifestyle as it is of their dietary habits. And maybe they're more sexually active. Maybe there's a little more friction going on or something. Sure. But I think that that's the full extent of it. What I think is really going on, though, is the people who are running the show here are trying to create divisiveness. So there are a lot of people who have herpes that are not homosexual. So of course, yeah. And so what they're doing is they pick some small group in society, paint them as evil, bad people, and they have this thing we're all afraid of, this thing we might catch, and therefore we're going to mistreat them or be bad to them or dem- or take away their personal liberty, take away their economic freedom. And then when you get through with them, you move on to everybody else, of course. <laughs> I think those else. of us who are not gay, or, or you know, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call the sexual orientation, need to say, whoa, 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 that's not okay. You guys have no scientific evidence for that. There are people who are heterosexual that have these blisters. And so, no, we're not going to let you paint it as a gay thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in New Orleans and really familiar with the gay community and knew a lot of them and great people, lovely, lovely people, really, neighbors and ate dinner with them a lot. And But they did drink a lot. They drank a lot, you know, and they... But yeah, I, the, again, the community in I general that I knew. All... No, no, but the community right. that I was exposed to, they, they did drink a, quite a bit, a lot. Exactly. But again, there are heterosexual communities that oh, drink of course. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's just throw them all in together, right? Let's call it what it is. People who drink a lot. <laughs> People who drink a lot, yeah. And, right, right. And then we can say, how many drinks a day does this take? Is it gin or is it whiskey or is it rum? Yeah. And then let's go back to um, forbidding alcohol, right? Or, you want to go back to that? Or, or no, not, not driving. Not. A, lot of, a lot of car accidents. You just can't drive anymore. Just because you drink doesn't mean you're driving and having access. But no, what I'm trying to no, explain I, here is the problem, as you point out, might be the alcohol. It's not the sexual orientation. Could be. So do we need to ban weddings because they serve alcohol at weddings? <laughs> I mean, what, what do you say? You know, the question is, how much intervention do we want on the part of the government? And the, and the scientific community needs to be honest, need to come clean. Figure out what it is. If it's the alcohol, tell people. People who want to avoid blisters, just avoid alcohol. And if you want to drink alcohol and get blisters, fine, it's up to you. But they want to create this person-to-person fear and uh, divisiveness. Oh, he's got cooties. Oh, they've got cooties. That person you don't like because uh, they have a sexual practice that your religion is against, they've got cooties. Yeah, be mean to them. Yeah. Crazy. It's a divisiveness thing, isn't it? Really, that. Yeah, and we people need to say enough of that. These are not gay people. These are human beings. So let's talk about human beings. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about humans. Well, it's great, man. Okay, we're going to do a little little break here, and then we're going to take emails, which we have more than the law allows. So in I, abundance. In, in abundance of emails. <laughs> Stay right there. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We have a couple more days of this little product on sale. Before I start my work day, I like to get my workout in. It makes me much more effective throughout the rest of the day. Now, one of my favorite supplements to use in conjunction with my training is Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. These are sustainably and humanely harvested from US free range animals. Now, what's interesting about elk, deer, moose, all these animals we call the cervids, is they're the only mammals who have an organ that actually falls off and regenerates every year. These elk antlers grow out in just a matter of a couple of months. In order to grow like that, they need growth factors, steroidal compounds that cause that rapid growth. Those can actually be harvested, freeze-dried, and put into solution that you can actually utilize in your own body. Now there's been a back and forth history with this being banned for doping in professional athletics. Currently, it is legal, except that it is really rich in IGF-1, which is a banned substance. Now, of course, this is a natural substance. This is not a steroid. But when you look at natural substances, you won't find anything more powerful than elk antler for recovery, for lean muscle growth and maintenance, for metabolic enhancement, and for recovery after injuries and surgery. This is incredible stuff. If you're looking for a natural supplement that boosts your metabolism, helps you grow lean body mass, burns fat, increases libido and energy levels, and helps your body regenerate from your workouts or from injuries or surgeries, take a look at Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. 
we love this product and when you go and order some use promo code strong 20 my nose itches somebody's talking about me strong 20 and you get 20 percent off that's true when, when your nose itches it's true um uh, strong 20 20 percent off any survival link on one radio network while you're there check out their shaga their rishi their colostrum four flavors now uh, we have oregano um vanilla chocolate and strawberry colostrum we have this guy oh, i don't think i have it here digestive bitters things these are really cool it's a spray bottle all different kinds of orange peel and spray bottles and then you have the pine pollen here from Sir Thrival it's a great company really nice products they have the vitamin D3K2 product and um, then also yeah well I mentioned the digestive so it's a, it's a great company good products uh, from Sir Thrival and the um, Elk Velvet on sale right now um, 20% off strong 20 is the promo code strong 20 is the promo code Lenny and, and you live where Lenny uh, we RV oh. in our mobile home and so <laughs> listening to your commercial on I got the the aqua cure and uh, and man I, I love that thing so incredibly much in fact I wrote to you right when I got it that was July last year and you're absolutely correct about the the hydration when you when you don't drink as much water and he had mentioned that too you know that happened to him that he was drinking more water when he didn't do it and uh, and i noticed that too and i had and i, I came to that same realization that you did <laughs> like wait why am I, I i feel more thirsty yeah really interesting mine was due for a cleaning where you have to empty it and everything and i just procrastinated and didn't do it for a couple of days and i was just drinking the regular structured water and I was drinking a lot more water. And I really thought, wow, that hydrogen-enriched water must uh, hydrate me so much because I don't need to drink as much water. This is really cool technology. Hydration is just one of the many things it'll do. Check it out. Lifetime warranty. One year, no questions asked. Money back. Guarantee if you don't like it, up to a year. Use promo code 1RADIO for a 10% discount. Well, obviously, Patrick, you have no idea what you're talking about. You're just a talk show dude. It's 20, 20% discount. Well, that's an old commercial. 20% discount. Use promo code 1RADIO. Promo code 1RADIO. And you'll get 20% off on the AquaCure Hydrogen Machine. Now, just drinking the water is one benefit, and we do that all the time, and you can make the water in 10 minutes. And then you can breathe the gas and uh, the Brown's gas, and uh, it is the uh, number one antioxidants, and we know that oxidation is an issue. If you take chemicals in your food and your water, it'll oxidize the biomolecules, and your little body's not happy, and uh, hydrogen is the number one uh, antioxidant in the world. So promo code one radio on OneRadioNetwork.com will get you the hydrogen aquacure machine, Brown's gas, Promo code one radio, twenty percent off, and that's really a pretty cool thing that you can do for yourself. How come I lost the the thing already? What am I doing here? From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Doctor Jennifer Daniels is with us, and she's eating onions during the commercials. So my. <laughs> How many, uh, do you, you really, you've eaten a lot of those this morning already, I've been watching you, girl. 
They're really that good, huh? Look at you. Down to just one left. You ate the whole thing this morning? Yes, they are tasty. I'm telling you, guys, get I'm gonna, try it. I'm going to do it. Okay, so to recap, we're going to put this onions in the bottom of an Instant Pot or a slow cooker on the bottom mm-hmm. of the pot, one layer, a little bit of apple cider vinegar, Little bit one-third cup. One-third one cup, apple cider vinegar. A little bit of sugar, a little bit of sugar. Yeah, just a little sprinkle on top of each onion. Okay. And then and then they just turn sweet and poo, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a snack. And they're really, Even kids will eat them. That's how good they taste. And they're really good for you, too. Really good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's start off here. Somebody just called in. So let's call in. Let's start with a, the with a caller. And we take our chances okay. here. Good morning. Who's this? <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're on the air. Hi there. Hi, doctor. Hello. Hi. Hi. So I just had a, a two questions for you. Okay. Um, so I was wondering what the best meat to eat would be to like grow my legs and my glutes. I'm trying to like gain muscle mass in that area. What would be like the best meat you recommend to eat? So your glutes. All I can find is like chicken breast. You're trying to grow. You you get your booty more booty yeah okay. and my legs too okay doc is there any special meats for the eggs and the boots and the booties for god's sake stop eating chicken chicken i know Your that's all i can find online chicken. so what's the chicken do doc it doesn't work uh, what does it do any animal you eat that's smaller than you is going to make all of your body parts smaller. So your butt will get as big as a chicken butt. So you don't take want a, a chicken butt. Chicken butt. <laughs> you don't want a chicken butt. <laughs> okay. No, I don't want that. So you, you want, want beef. 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 And the cut is top round. Top round. Woo. Uh, top round. Okay. The, uh, that's the butt of the uh, cow. Okay. But you didn't mention exercise. Yeah. So exercise yeah. is very, very important. Uh. So I do. I am working out. I work out my legs about three times a week. But it's like I, when I I've been trying to get a hold of you to ask you about like what type of meat because I've been listening to you Doing about you know exercises. certain girls. So okay, just listen up, and she's going to tell you the booty exercise of all time. And I'm going to. I have one for you too. Okay. I have one for you too. Yeah. Go ahead, Let's Doc. Let's go. So you want an exercise that's going to uh, exercise every last muscle in your butt at once. So I used to do these at leg okay. exercises. Okay, the side muscles. Okay, the back. Okay, the inner. Okay, the front. So what you want to do is you want to go from a downward dog to an upward dog, back to a downward dog to an upward dog, and keep repeating back and forth. Literally, your butt, let me show you. Yeah. Yeah. Your butt is my wrist, and it's going to do this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And when you get through about 20 reps, your butt will be sore. (laughs) Did you understand that, caller, what you're saying? Yeah, I can, I'm going to go back and watch your watch video it. as you, well. You know the downward dog, right, and the upward dog. So you just you just yeah. kind of work in the butt that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you so much. Is that your fave, Doc, for booty? That's Yeah, that's going to be the quickest, most efficient. You're literally mm-hmm. putting in about um, three minutes a day. You can do stair step. And for stair step, I prefer uh, literally a step ladder. Mm-hmm. And a step ladder has... Okay. Uh, a little step ladder has three bars, three rungs on it, and so you can start off the lower rung. I'm on the medium rung, and that helps with the thigh and butt muscles. The first one I gave you is exclusively targeting um, the butt. Okay. Okay. What's Perfect. your second question, caller? So I I bought your home healers course, and I was watching the um, 
thing about the bitters. Yes, it's so it's so informative. Thank you so much for everything that you do. I just want to say that. You're welcome. Um, but yeah. um, so I made the bitters, but I I Good. noticed that you didn't. I noticed that you didn't use milk thistle. Is that something Correct. that like I can add in there or not? Irrelevant. 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 Doesn't yeah. matter. Irrelevant. <laughs> okay. So uh, and also, again, what about bird also? Do a man's job. So the bitters are very are much much stronger than milk thistle. So I personally don't uh, take milk thistle anymore because the bitters are just so strong and so powerful, and they really take care of the situation. Connor, how many herbs are in that? How many herbs was it difficult to make? Connor, me or her? Yeah, you, you. No, um, no, it was actually very easy to make. I just bought, purchased the herbs. I tried to get the exact same ones that she did, and. Mm-hmm. I blended them all together on a new moon. I waited till the full moon. <laughs> and uh, Good for yeah. you. Good for you. That's great. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much, Doctor. I just want to say I really appreciate you. Oh, well, yeah. You're very kind. You're welcome. Hey, and to call her, let me give you my favorite booty thing, and I got a pretty great booty. Dude. Yeah, please, Doctor. Okay, Thank so you. what I do is I stand on one leg, right? And then I lift yeah. the other leg up as high as I possibly can as I bend over. I'm doing it right now. Okay, just yeah. as high as you can. And you get real strong, and you can do that for even two or three minutes. You know, so you picture that one leg, and then the other leg, and baby, you and feel you that booty. One up. You feel that booty after you do that, and man, it's yeah, I can. Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, it's cool. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much, you guys. You guys are awesome. Okay, I, thanks. I really for appreciate both of you. All right, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Okay. So the bitters thing. So do you are you mixing liquids with that too? What are you doing? How are you? How, is, how does that work? Vodka and whiskey. Vodka and whiskey. Wow! Really? Wow! Ooh! Sad, you don't send up what to do a man's job. Really? <laughs> so bitters work on they work on the liver, gallbladder, the whole thing. Really good, right? Oh, the whole body. The whole thing. So first, what they do is they empty out the uh, gallbladder liver assembly. Mm-hmm. Then. They go to the lymphatics and clear all the crud out of the lymphatics. Gets rid of those fat, puffy ankles, Ooh. and just sl- gets your body nice <clears throat> and slender, and gets rid of all the gunk and junk hiding in your connective tissues. Whoa! The real clean outs, and, and it's gentle. Gen- How many herbs are you using? Quite a few. Quite. Uh, I don't. I don't have the recipe memorized. But about six or seven. Uh huh. Uh huh. And you're buying. You're buying. Um, dried herbs and you grind them up as he said and you do the vodka no no you don't have to grind them up because it takes six weeks to make so wow. it's, it's, it's sitting around for six weeks so there's plenty of time for extraction I might take uh, the herb put it between two rocks and bam just give it a, a hit <laughs> to crush to open it up a little bit so the you know whiskey or vodka can get in there hmm. and some of the herbs are very common like orange peel you orange know peel? So, so, yeah. so it's just a matter of being patient and just gathering the ingredients. And some are, are easy, like caraway seed, or you know, so some are like cloves. So some of the ingredients are very common. It's just a matter of, you know, go get my home healers course at vitalitycycles.com and you'll get this and more. And more. It's, it's a major and more. As they say, and more. Let's see. Yes. And more. Oh, I'd like to try that. Um, 
Here is Ellen. She says, for the last 15 years, my 72-year-old friend's lower legs and feet have been discolored a fairly uniform deep reddish purple and all kinds of things going on down there. Key concept here is 15 years. We don't need to rush out on this. I'm sorry. Say so that. what is the pro- It's been going on for 15 years, so we're not, you I know. know I'm, I'm not there yet. The we circula- don't have an emergency here. The circulation seems okay. Toes are warm. After many years of trying everything possible, well, probably not everything, uh, so she wants to know if she can help her friend. Well, let's just take the simple, 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 simple Of course, the bitters would help, but I can see that they're not ready for that commitment. So you can take Vicks Vapor Rub hmm. and apply it from the knees down to the toes once a day. And that will literally uh, dissolve and free up the junk that's stuck down there in the veins. Also, you can do um, heel raises. Oh. That means you just stand on the floor, you can hold on to something if you have to, and get up on your um, toes and down, up on your toes and down. And maybe, you know, think you work up to like 75 reps a day, just work up to it. Maybe you can only do two or three to start, just work up to it. And that's going to really get the circulation going um, to the skin there, as well as with the Vicks. It'll clear that out. So it's it's the uh, the bit of turpentine in the Vicks, Doc, that's doing the job there? Oh, there's lots of Vicks. There's menthol, there's turpentine, there's cloves. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff in there. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Here's an email for you from Juan. What does Dr. Daniels think is the reason why adding salt to a meal might cause a sharp increase in the burning sensation of a chronic case of ulcers. We currently use Morton's canning and pickling salt, but this has occurred when we add any version of salt, um, any kind of salt, it's all the same, Himalayan salt, pink salt, Celtic salt, blah, blah, blah. Um, So he's got ulcers burning when he has salt. So an ulcer is an open wound, and you're just putting salt in a wound, basically. Mm, Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty uh, straightforward. Yeah. So, the answer, of course, is to fix the ulcer. <laughs> yeah. How do we do that? Well, you can uh, just chew fennel seed. Fennel seed? Yeah. And you can eat um, either, uh, I think, pig feet or chicken feet or pig ears. Or if he's got um, enough fortitude, he could do uh, pig or cow intestines. And that will basically repair his stomach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a sponsor, uh, Andreas Seed Oils. He has fennel seed oil, where he actually makes oil from the seeds. That might work for you, too. And uh, very, very good company. Okay, here's a question for Dr. Daniels. I've been following most of her suggestions with eating liver and organ meat. Also, I'm on Vitality Capsules. Oh, good for you. But I've been getting sick a lot, and my lymph lymph nodes are getting swollen on my neck when I get a cold. Now, hmm, any idea why this would be? I've been traveling a lot lately, as well as would appreciate a suggestion on how to get my immunity up and swollen lymph nodes on my neck to disappear. So... They're eating organ meats and vitality capsules, but the little lymphy nodes are getting swollen sometimes. 
He needs to increase his proportion of vegetables. So, so whatever vegetables he's eating, he's got to double those vegetables. And when you're traveling, it's very difficult to yeah. get, yeah. Uh, you know, fresh vegetables like get in that salad every day, hmm. and maybe get in a ser- double double serving of uh, the broccoli or Brussels sprouts or uh, carrots. So his problem is not enough water and not enough vegetables. So what he can do is cut back on the um, the meats and increase his vegetables and water, and then make sure he's taking enough vitality capsules to generate to generate three poops a day. Three poops a day. Is there a big difference between the nutritional stuff like in um, you mentioned Brussels sprouts and broccoli, squash, and um, leafy greens? You know, like kale, collards. They're all good. I, I suspect all good to do. So the question you're asking me is: Isn't a particular vegetable you should eat more or less of? Yeah, maybe. Is that what you're trying? Yeah, yeah maybe. No, no. Um, if he eats, if he drinks enough water, then it'll all balance out in the wash. <laughs> it all comes out. And in so the wash. with vegetables, it's important to just eat a variety. Like obviously mm. today is well onion day. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously today was wild onion day. That's right. Yeah, but. Um, yesterday I had, you know, red peppers, green peppers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So another day, uh, and really on today or tomorrow, I'll have uh, a green salad. Okay, yeah, just a good, a good variety. Yeah. Collards and kale are good, right? Collards and kale are good stuff. Um, I don't eat them so much, don't just you? because they don't grow uh, down here. It's very hard uh, hmm. for them to grow because it's too much heat, and those are cold weather crops. Ah, yeah, yeah. But um, you just have to go with what grows wherever you live. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's really the best uh, thing to tell mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Martin has uh, rhinitis pigmota, pigmos, pigmotos. Rhinitis? R-H-I-N-I-T-I-S? R-E-T-I-N-I-T-I-S P-I-G. Oh, retinitis. Retinitis pigmotosa, degenerative eye disease of the retina. I use eye drops prescribed by my doctor to dilate my pupils, which allows me to see more. Unfortunately, the ones I've been using are no longer available. The alternative cause side effects. Can you ask Dr. Daniels if there's a natural way to light, to dilate the pupils? Okay, so we're making a lot of assumptions here. Like dilating the pupils is the answer. <laughs> yeah, he's assuming that's the answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what he really needs is how to make his eyes adjust themselves hmm. as needed so he can see better. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The simplest way to do that is uh, with the ginger eye wash. And that cleans out all the muscles there in the anterior eye so your eye can open and close the pupils. So I'll give you the recipe, which is a cup and a half of water, 15 slices of ginger, simmer it for 10 minutes, strain, and then get another glass where you have a cup of water and add about a half teaspoon of this concentrated ginger tea to that cup of water and use that for eye wash. You can gradually increase the concentration or the amount of ginger over time. Mm-hmm. So as you know, I've taken up this new hobby called crochet. They have these new crochet needles that have a light at the end of them. And the reason for these, and I was like, well, that's just sounds ridiculous. Why would you need a light at the end of your crochet needle? And that's because you have the condition he mentioned. And so there are crocheters who their eye can't adjust the light they need to crochet, so they can't huh. see the stitches. Right, okay. So what's this got to do with anything? 
So when I first started crocheting, I couldn't see the stitches with my um, glasses. I had to take a glass of So as I washed my eyes with this ginger water, my eyes were able to make the adjustment and now I can crochet with my glasses. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? So <laughs> it really works right. with the muscles and muscles? Which the eye people who know what they're talking about, they, they say that's where the action is for vision. It's not the eyeball itself, it's the muscles around the eyes. They'll say anything to get you to take their eye drops. This sort no, of no, 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 no. And I'm saying that the natural vision people, uh, these people, they talk about the muscles being, changing the actual shape of the eyeball, and that's how we... Well, change the shape of the eyeball, it also changes the size of the pupil, yep. so the, the uh, muscles actually make a lot of adjustments. And so the ginger wash... Does that? Uh, no, it rinses out all the crud that's interfering with the action of the muscles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't stimulate the muscles. That's not what it does. It allows your body to get back in the right. game and make the modifications you need. So once you have this uh, mixture, you put it in eye cups, the eye cups to your eyes, blink, blink, go in circles, blink, blink, squeeze real hard, and go in circles and blink, blink. And then um, throw it away. And then you can repeat it. Uh, you know, two or three times, two or three cupfuls, and the solution keeps for about a day. So what I do, I don't feel like boiling it up every two days, is once I boil it up, I'll freeze it in a sandwich Ziploc bag, and then I'll just break off a chip and dissolve it in some water. And that way, I brew it once, and it's good for a month. I mean, I, I use it up over a period of a month. But if you do a cup and a half with the ginger, and then you 10 minutes and strain it, can't you just keep that in the fridge and then use that a little by little? You can't have to freeze it? It spoils at about day three. Oh. Well. Went long before you've used it up. And so that's why I freeze it gotcha. in a Ziploc bag. I freeze it flat and I just break off a chip and put it in the one cup of the one, distilled water. The one cup of distilled water. To wash my eyes. Hmm. Right. You got to make sure you dilute it before you do the eye cup thing because it'd be too strong to do the, 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 the mixture itself, right? Actually, the original um, herbal recipe says to use it full strength. But that's just too brutal, I have found. You find personally. It's too. Yeah. So what I'm saying then is it is okay to use it full strength if you can tolerate it. I could not. Okay. It kind of burns and burns and stuff. Oh, uh, burns down to your toes and makes them curl. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's good for the person with, uh, you know, frozen toes, you know. You can do. There okay, you go. Okay. So here's one. Let's see. Um, hi, I've been looking for some help with my teeth. I have several root canals and have been having teeth issues my whole life, which started when I got braces on my, in my teens. I'm 26 and would like to try to strengthen and restore enamel on my teeth. I have also a sinus issue. Not sure if it's related to the teeth or not, but I think it is. But basically, the issue is constant congestion in my nose and ears. Always hear popping in my ears, and sometimes I, I a pulse in my ears, I would like your opinion if you think removing root canal teeth would be beneficial as I am on a, on the fence about it. Hmm. Side note, I've been on taking... The fence. Well, get off the fence and leave it alone. Don't, you've done enough damage. <laughs> I've been taking Vitality capsules for almost a year now and it made a huge difference in me. Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. All righty. So we don't really know what's wrong with her teeth. We know there's a cosmetic problem, but we don't know if they're loose or is it painful to chew, how bad is this? So let's skip to the, the sinus problem, because that's simple. It sounds like, I don't know, but she sounds like a dairy eater to me. 
So stop the yogurt, the cheese, the milk, every single piece and speck of dairy. Stop it, and you will see that your sinus will clear up very nicely. Let's go back to teeth. Um, she's got her braces off. So the simplest thing for her to do is to eat cow feet, C-O-W feet, F-E-E-T, cow feet. So cow foot soup, don't make a career out of this. You just take the feet, put them in some water, a little bit of salt, bay leaf, and boil it. Well, you could boil it, but honestly, I pressure cook them for two hours. If you choose to boil it, that's fine. It'll probably take 12 hours to get it done. It's just aggravating. And then um, the way you cook the cow feet is it comes in little chunks. And I recommend you uh, fill the pot at least halfway with the chunks and then fill the water up to where it's half as high as the chunks. As it cooks, the chunks will fall into the water and you'll have a thick soup. And then one dose is one to two cups of that a day. You can add, you know, chunks of carrot or something mm -hmm. to it. In the United States of America, the great United States, where does one find cow feeds? Well, I'd recommend looking for cows first, of course. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you would find them in a Hispanic grocer, um, an Asian grocer, or you'd find them online. Hmm. Or farmer's markets, if you know a cow person, they have them. Um, maybe, I don't know, but I'm just telling yeah. you ethnically, that's what eats them. Mm -hmm. Get to know your cows. Hello there, this is from Zoe. What a great name. I like that name, Zoe. Oh, yeah. I'm getting reconstructive surgery on my nose broke it when oh. I was a teenager twice. I've not been able to breathe from my nose for over 25 years. Oh my God. This will be major surgery, yeah. although I, I'm excited. I feel scared as well. I've never been under anesthesia. Yeah. Mm. What can I do pre-post-surgery to facilitate faster healing? Your thoughts on Arnica and any other natural remedies I can use to heal. <laughs> okay. Nope. Send a boy to do a man's job. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Don't send. Yeah, Arnica is a little wimpy for you know that kind of thing. But go ahead. Well, first of all, they're they're going to break your bones. Yeah. And you need to heal and remake those bones. They're going to destroy your mucous membranes. That's just part of what they're doing. So the doctor literally is going to have a hammer and chisel. Oh good. Oh good. No, literally. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So they're going to break this. When they get through with you, you're going to have, uh, I guess you're going to be able to breathe. Okay. Uh, I think you need to rebuild that uh, structure. And Arnica is not going to rebuild anything. There's no um, mucus lining and bone fragments in Arnica, mm. right? So, again, the cow feet or pig's feet, I think, would be your best bet. Or you could, a little adventurous, but buy half a pig head. The reason to buy half a pig head is they've already cut it right down the center for you. And so all of the sinuses in the pig are exposed. You can boil those up, and that's going to give you kind of what you need. But I wow. would cook it, as far as boiling goes, mm, simmer it for a long time, like maybe 10 hours. Because what you really want is you want to pull all the goodness out of the bones and out of the soft tissues and stuff there. Doc, how much of um, of this product is this material, cows or pig feet, would Zoe have to consume to really 
get the job done to make this thing work well. Can you estimate? I mean, it would be a lot like... No, I don't know Zoe. I don't, I don't know no, Zoe. No, but I mean, just in general, I mean... No, no, no. What I'm trying to explain is she might have an overall deficiency throughout her whole body gotcha. of collagen, mm-hmm. in which case she would need to eat maybe a cup or two a day for two months. Oh. And let's just say she hasn't scheduled the surgery yet. Yeah. Let's just say. Yeah. Then she could start eating this stuff like for the two weeks leading up to the surgery. That'd be good. Yeah. And that, yeah, that would really yeah. accelerate her bone healing. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I, would, I don't yeah. know what, what her schedule is. Personally, me, I'd wimp out. I would pass on the surgery. I'm like, it was all the mouth for the rest of my life. So, Zoe, that's a good idea. Maybe just do a month or so of pig's feet or cow's feet and then do it if you're going to do it. Maybe. Yeah, I would build up the nutrition for sure. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like And I think re- that'll also give her a better cosmetic outcome because uh, the doctor is going to break up all this stuff. And in order for her to heal, if she doesn't eat this, her body's going to have to literally go and take collagen from her ankle, from her knees. Whoops. And she's going to find the rest, the rest of her body falling apart so that she can heal this surgical site. Not good. So she eats this for, say, two weeks before her surgery, then the body's going to have all the spare parts there and ready, and as soon as the doctor breaks everything up, she's going to be able to heal things. Yeah, Yeah, good advice. Here is an email from Tam. Good morning. Could you explain your theory on chickenpox? I vaguely remember you saying something about developmental uh, stage tissue growth. Both of my children, ages 10 and 18, have never received any vaccinations and have never had any so-called childhood illnesses. But people tell me they could still get chickenpox later in life. I'm starting to doubt this. Thank you so much. Right. So she uh, feeds her kids connective tissue and has them eat connective tissue, especially through the teenage years when they're experiencing growth spurts. Mm -hmm. They're not going to have any uh, genital herpes or uh, chickenpox at all. And the problem with people older as you get, say, over uh, 60, people start eating more processed food that has no connective tissue in it. Maybe they start eating canned tuna, which has no skin or collagen in it, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. The old connective tissue, why? Yeah, give those kids a pot of, uh, you know, pig ears once or twice a month. Once or twice what? I'm sorry, you cut out? A month. A month, uh-huh. Right. Uh, good morning. Would you please ask Dr. Daniels? If there's a link between dementia and parasites, my mother-in-law has dementia or Alzheimer's and her symptoms include bowel incontinence. I noticed that her breath and her fecal matter smell the same and wondered if this is the symptoms of a blood or brain parasite. She's mobile and physically active, but her mind is in another world. Thank you. Okay, so if your poop and your breath smell the same, you're constipated. That's, That's it. it. Literally, the poop is backed up. I mean, this lady is full of it. So, uh, definitely <laughs> vitality part. capsules for her. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Daniel said your, your mother-in-law is full of it. Just kidding. Go ahead. But let's focus on the real problem is ladies lost their marbles. So, my mother was like this. She lost her marbles. But she was still able to walk and talk. And it was so difficult to help her because she was just totally unreasonable and incoherent, basically. Mm. And it took about mm, two or three servings of brain and bam, she's back on track now. You may not agree with her, but at least she's making sense. <laughs> uh, a cow brain? Cow brain you gave her? That's it. Cow 
brain. Well, I think for her, we did pig brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We did do pig brain. Wow, wow. The therapeutic dose is about two ounces a day. You might want to start with half an ounce. These are all pre-cooked weights. Mm-hmm. And for brain recipes, oh my God, I don't know what has happened to YouTube, but they now have like 50 different brain recipes and they all look pretty good to me. So just get them down there, probably just so they taste good. Mm-hmm. Just sort through the recipes and see which one kind of uh, catches yeah. your interest. Mm-hmm. There you go. Maybe we could send some to Joe Biden. Maybe it would be good for Joe. No. Sorry. 